Today, we talk to Charlene Coughlin, the managing director of Twist Agency based in Cleveland, Ohio. In her leadership role at Twist, Charlene is able to combine her passion for helping people with her ability to take initiative and make things happen. We talk about the benefits of working for an independent agency, the importance of collaboration, and why you can't be afraid of a no. I truly appreciate all of the advice she has to offer, and I know you will enjoy this episode with Charlene. Welcome to the Ad Undergrad Podcast. I'm Katie Moy, along with my co-host, Julian Lewis. Wait, stop the music. Katie, do you mind calling me Professor Lewis? But Julian, you're an adjunct professor. All right, fair enough. As practitioners of marketing and advertising, Katie and I wanted to give back to you, undergrads, recent grads, and those early in your careers looking to switch industries. In each episode, we'll highlight the career paths of practitioners and provide you with actionable knowledge to apply early in your journeys. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Ad Undergrad Podcast. Today, we have with us Charlene Coughlin. Charlene, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited. Most definitely. So where we really want to kick off is let's talk to Charlene back when you were at Bluffton University. Let's talk about Charlene back then. And it looks like you took on a lot in school in terms of communications, economics, as well as your emphasis in PR and marketing. Let's talk about how you decided to take on those majors and what you were hoping to do coming out of school. Yeah. So I am a typical type A personality, love to do a lot of things and a bit of a perfectionist working through that. I really wanted to first and foremost help people. My best friend from high school had multiple sclerosis. So my goal was originally to go into nonprofit work and to do fundraising and marketing for nonprofits that could impact people's lives. I knew I couldn't come up with a medical breakthrough that would change his life, but I felt like fundraising was a way to do that, which is why I went that route with communications in particular. And then out of school, I started with nonprofits. My whole internship experience, which I had two wonderful internships, were with two nonprofits. That's great. And what were you able to extract from there? Because I think a lot of folks might not think they want to go into nonprofits, but what was the value of doing an internship at a nonprofit versus maybe a larger company? It was so wonderful. Both of those internships gave me experience that I'm still using today, that real hands-on experience. And the great thing with both were I was digging into different areas of nonprofit communication. So I was working on events. I did marketing collateral and brochures and materials. I also helped write grants. So I was really developing my writing skills at the same time. That's something I don't think you get at a bigger company where you're really hands-on and you're working with everyone in the department and everyone on the team really to help with, for instance, writing a grant. You have to understand the programming. You have to understand the value propositions. How are you going to message that? And how are you going to make the donor fall in love with the nonprofit? which really translates well into what I'm doing now, of course, on the advertising side of things. It seems like you are a jack of all trades wearing many hats. And I love to use the word hats because I'm wearing a hat right now. (laughs) But how are you able to identify, okay, like I've tried all these things. This is something I enjoy. How are you able to identify that and then translate it into landing your first job? Ooh, that's a good question. I think one of the things I identified early on was my passion for working with people whether it was on an event or working with a program officer on how to develop a grant that would get them funding for their next event or program that they wanted to run. 
And from there, after figuring that out, I was able to translate that into my first job very easily. Looking at building events really was my primary focus, but then also fundraising overall. And when you're fundraising, you're constantly asking people for money and you're constantly being told no, which is something I'm very used to now in my career overall, starting right out of school. But then now today, clients tell me no all the time. The team tells me no all the time. You learn from that experience and take it with you. You're in a leadership role at an, an agency. And a lot of the folks that are listening to this, hopefully, are students and people are looking to switch into this industry early on in their career. What are the types of things that you look for when hiring somebody? And what are the types of things that you see in their first couple of weeks or first month or first year that shows you that they're really set up for success in this industry? There's so much about the soft skills that I think are overlooked. And that's one of the first things I look for. Are you going to take initiative? Because initiative is so big, no matter what position you're in. I can sit here and tell you what to do all day. But the minute you start to come to me with ideas, that's where I see your passion. And I see how you're thinking versus doing just an assignment, which I find to be really important, especially in those first few months, just to understand really, how do you think, where would you fit in well with the agency? What's your growth path look like, your career path? Work ethic is another big thing as well. But then also just communication. How do you work within a team? I tell my team probably once a week, advertising is not an I sport. It's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. We all need to work together. You need the account services team. You need your project manager. You even need your accountant and your finance team to be able to be successful at an agency. So really that collaboration, how you can together or work in a bigger team is so crucial. What does a typical day in the life look like at your agency? I know not every day is probably the same as the last, but <laughs> what can students expect? So that's the best part I think about working at an agency is no two days are the same and you're probably not working on the same account or the same type of project. I was just talking to someone yesterday about why I love agency life. And it's the fact that I can go from talking about a consumer product to talking about a health system, to talking about a manufacturer all within an hour. And I get to know enough about their business where we can market it and advertise it, which is so rare. Like where else would you be able to do that? You can't do that in-house. You only know the products you're working on in-house. Whereas here we have 30 accounts and I know enough about each of their businesses to be dangerous. I may not know how all the products are made or the secret sauce behind it, but I know enough. And I think that that's one of the things that People that are agency people really love about being in an agency is the fact that you're constantly moving. It's never the same thing day in and day out. Every project is different. Even if you think, oh, we're doing an ad campaign. Well, the ad campaign for the nonprofit is going to be totally different than the ad campaign for the steel manufacturer. And you have to be able to put yourselves in their consumer shoes, which is really fun and interesting. We work with really great clients too. So it's a lot of client interaction, which again, that's where my love of people comes in and getting to collaborate with our clients. And that goes back to the teamwork too. It can't just be agency and client against each other because that will never work. You won't have great creative that way. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And Katie and I both started on the agency side and can definitely agree with all those points and have lived through it. In the position that you're in at Twist, what got you to your position and what convinced you that going along the agency path was a path that you wanted to continue to go on versus trying to go in-house or to like a platform, for instance? 
Yeah, for me, it was really about the ability to create my own path at Twist. When I started at the agency, which is about seven years ago now, I created our account services department. We didn't have one. I came in, we didn't have status reports. We didn't have project management software, just all the things that I was very used to coming from a bigger agency, which was really great for me to be able to decide what did I love about past positions and what would I want to fix to create my own department. And from there, I had really great mentors and our CEO saw something in me where he said, you're going to one day run the company and you're going to one day be the managing director. And within, I think it was like three years, I became managing director, which was crazy. And you don't get that at a big agency typically, but I was able to understand the business side of things as well as the client side of things and the creative side of things. So being able to put myself in all of those shoes, whether it's the accounting team or the design team or the client who's upset that we maybe are a day behind on that deadline and understanding how that impacts the business overall. What does that do for our profit margin? Does it do for our client relationships and for our work product? And for me, again, like the mentorship is so important. I would recommend anyone listening to this, start finding your mentor and people that you can be mentored by and also mentor because I learned just as much from the people I mentor as I do from my mentors, which is really a cool experience to be able to have those conversations. And even people that are in our mentee group where I can talk to them and ask questions. You need that outside resource to be able to really grow in, no matter what position you're in. Yeah. And just to reiterate, Charlene and I met through the Adweek mentee group. And so uh, shout out to Adweek for that, as we always should on this podcast. But there's a few things that you said in the beginning, you talked about your passion for people. And then you talked about the soft skill of initiative. And I would assume your CEO didn't just come up to you, pick you out of the group and say, hey, you're going to be managing director. It sounds like it was the initiative that they recognized. But then how are you able to translate into him or her becoming your mentor at that point? Yeah. So I have always been the type that if I see something not being done, I'm probably just going to do it myself if I know it needs to get done. And I think my CEO, he started to see that early on and he started to see my passion for the industry overall. I was constantly bringing up new ideas of what if we went after this client or I have this past relationship, let's call this person. Or what if we rework the way the agency is structured? And I was constantly asking questions. And that's another skill I would say, ask questions all the time. That's so important because you've got to understand the business as a whole. And from there, he really started to bring me behind the curtain a little bit and say, okay, here's what the profit margin looks like. Here's our goal. Here's how we build a budget. Those are things that while you're taught in school, they don't really make sense until you're sitting there looking at a PL and figuring out how to make your profit and loss columns make sense and what questions to ask your finance team. And you really have to just start to do the work as much as I wish I would have known 10 years ago what a PL was. I just didn't until I started doing it. And so finding those people internally too that can mentor you and teach you parts of the business that you wouldn't otherwise know is really important in my opinion. That is absolutely great advice. With the, the industry, it sounds like you very much have your finger on the pulse of what's happening. But how do you continue to do that? And how do you continue to encourage the people on your team or at your agency to really understand where the ball is moving so your agency twist can be on top of it? I would say one of the biggest things I've learned is the importance of networking. 
And networking doesn't mean you're looking for your next job. Networking means you're building a group of people around you. Some people call them your squad, but a group of people around you that you can go to and ask questions. So I have friends that are in the C-suite at big agencies in New York or LA, where I can call them and say, hey, typically things that happen in LA and New York are going to happen a few months before they hit Cleveland. (laughs) Tell me about what's going on. I also follow industry pros. Nancy Hill is unbelievable. She is one of the people within the agency world that I admire the most. She ran the four A's for a number of years. She was CEO at a number of agencies. She has always been, I feel like, three or four steps ahead of the industry. So I'm always looking for people like Nancy that I can say, okay, what is she talking about? What is she tweeting about right now? What's on her LinkedIn profile? Not that I'm stalking her, but I'm definitely checking out what she's doing. Sounds like it. A little bit, yeah. She knows that she's one of my (laughs) heroes when it comes to the agency world. I would love to be Nancy when I grow up. But then also just reading a lot. Like I'm constantly reading Adweek. I'm constantly reading AdAge. I'm always following marketing Twitter peeps. We've got a lot of them out there just to see what they're doing. Because you know there are always great brands like Nike that are two steps ahead They understand their brand ethos. They understand how to take that brand ethos and push it towards really great advertising and marketing. So find those hero brands, hero agencies, and just general heroes to keep an eye on because usually they're a step or two ahead. That's great advice for students to do research before they even start in the industry. You also mentioned working in teams, which I think students have a chance to do in class projects or in sports or clubs, but how would you advise students to get practice on client relationship? It's going to sound funny, but customer service experience is huge. If you've worked in retail or in a restaurant, you probably know how to deal with people because you've been yelled at a few times probably, or had a demanding customer say their return policy was incorrect. There's something about that that translates really well to dealing with clients. And I found that in a number of people that have worked here before. If they've worked at some point in any point in their career, like I, when I was in high school, worked in retail. I got yelled at all the time in retail. It's part of working in retail around the holidays, right? So you're used to it by the time you get to this point in your career and you just blow it off and you move on to the next thing and you understand that person's having a bad day and it's not about you. I would also say the more that you can get that internship experience, the better. Because until you're in a room with a client, it's hard to imagine what it's going to be like. I remember my first client meeting and I had no idea what to expect. Would they tell us immediately that they liked the creative? Would they tell us later that they liked it? What if they hate it? What if they get mad in a meeting? until you can really observe that and start to figure out what's your personal style when it comes to meetings and presenting to clients and working with clients, it's hard to put yourself totally in those shoes. And I know a number of schools now have in-house agencies where they're doing kind of real world experiences. The more you can do those types of experiences, the better. Anything that gets you in front of actual clients, actual creatives and doing the actual teamwork I feel like that's the type of experience that you need to bring to the table, no matter what type of position you're going to go into, because with the way the world is changing, everything is about collaboration now and doing it virtually even more so now. Yeah. I absolutely love when you talk about customer service, because a lot of students, they ask you to look at their resume. There's nothing on it. And it's just, okay, I get it. You haven't had a job yet. So that's hard to put that on there. But if you can translate how you had maybe like a tough 
situation at a retail job where you're able to resolve it, that troubleshooting is something that is so important exactly to your point. And I think about my very first interview, I remember them asking me the question about when did you have a situation where there was a problem that you had to solve? And the example that I gave had nothing to do with a job or an internship. It was actually a time that I helped to resolve things within a group of friends that I was a part of where two people were like feuding and it was bringing everybody else down in the group. And so we had this almost like intervention where we all came together and I described that and whether or not that resonated or they thought I was crazy for even bringing that in, I got the job. So I think being able to translate any experiences that you have where you can interact with somebody and come to a solution and solve a problem, whether it be customer service or feuding of friends is awesome advice. And I saw on the Twist website, you guys talk about being a fearless thinker. What does that mean? I think fearless thinking for us is really about questioning everything, first and foremost, understanding our values and how you translate those values into the work you do, which we have core values that we all live by here. And not being afraid of pitching an idea. We're all teammates. We talk all the time about how we work like a team, care like a family. So there's no bad ideas here. Everyone can throw an idea out no matter what department you're in. And for us, that's really at the core of who we are as an agency. And that's even who we look for in the clients. When we talk about our client partners, we really see them as fearless thinkers too. You know, they're taking a risk on us. We're taking a risk on them. We're selling them an idea that we don't know what it is yet, which is crazy when you think about it, right? You're asking someone for tens of thousands of dollars but they don't necessarily know what they're getting and if they're going to like it or not like it. So they're taking a huge risk too. And I think that that's something that when you find the values match, it just works in a great client agency relationship. I guess with Twist being in Cleveland, it sounds like it's more than just an agency. You're a part of the community. I mean, I don't know if it's you or if it's the agency as a whole, but it seems like very supportive of your local sports and all that's going on in the community. Why would you suggest somebody going to a twist versus going to maybe some large agency? I just would love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. And there are a few reasons why I suggest that. And I've mentored other people and I told them here, like there are benefits obviously to both sides, right? Big agencies, you're working on the biggest brands probably, but you're probably siloed off. You're probably only doing the one thing that you were hired for. And you may only be on one account. Smaller agencies, we only have 15 people. Everyone's wearing multiple hats, to your earlier point about hats. We have no choice but to do it that way. And we have to be scrappy. We have to be nimble. And I feel like you learn way more at a smaller agency than you would at a larger agency just by the nature of the work and the fact that you're having to think very strategically. You're having to work closer with teammates too because we're on the same timelines as the big agency with 200, 300 people. And we just have to get the work done faster. And I think, too, the other benefit is you understand how the business works. I didn't understand when I worked at a big agency how the business side worked. I knew how my account worked. I knew I was responsible for my account's P&L. But I had no idea how that built into the larger P&L and into the larger business and how it impacted people that were hired or departments that grew faster than other departments. Smaller agencies, you have no choice. We have to be transparent. We have to tell you that because we're literally sitting right next to each other in the most part. And you're going to overhear those conversations. You're going to overhear us talking about, do we want to take this account on or do we not want to take this account on? I also think the unique part about being a small agency that you've mentioned, 
we do really feel like we are part of this community. It is very much in our core. It's in our values that we give back. We feel like it's our corporate responsibility for, I think, two or three nonprofits now. They're marketing and advertising and brand partner where we do pro bono work. And we worked with probably about 10 nonprofits right now. Not that they're all pro bono, but we're really ingrained in the community and we understand one of the things we're really passionate about is the cycle of poverty and ending the cycle of poverty. And we understand it really well. And so for us to be able to work on brands that impact that, that's the best part of the job, right? You're getting to see someone's life changed. Not that it's not great to sell cookie dough bars or (laughs) tickets to a sports event or whatever we're working on at the time. But there's something great to be said about, I got a call from one of our nonprofit partners who said that billboard that you guys came up with changed someone's life. They called us for services. They are now out of a situation that they wouldn't have been able to get out of and their family is healthier because of it. And to be able to come back and tell the team that is unbelievable to say what you guys came up with really did change one person's life. But think of that one person that impacted their whole family, impacted their children. I think you've sold me at least on, you know, (laughs) going to a independent agency that's smaller, but you said 15 people. So how does somebody get in the door and become number 16 or 17 at a smaller agency? You talked about soft skills. You talked about showing that initiative and translating your customer service experience, but what else do they need to get in the door as maybe their first job out of school? Take a risk, follow up, send emails, be relentless. All those things that make you a great employee are the things I'm going to notice up front. We've had people before who have sent me amazing LinkedIn notes or sent me a great email or just asked me for an informational interview to start with. That 30 minutes could change into an hour, which could change into me saying, we have to hire this person. Let's create an internship. Or what can we do part-time? Is there a virtual internship that we can do? You just have to get in front of the decision makers, figure out who the decision maker is do your research. I've had people that have read my Twitter accounts and know that I'm a huge bachelor and bachelorette fan or that I love Cleveland sports and they find their way in that way. Do that research up front because that really helps for the number of resumes that I get. Those types of little notes make someone stand out to me. Whereas just uploading the resume. Okay. I might open up your resume, but I also got 15 other ones that day. So what can you do to make yourself stand out? Get 30 minutes of my time challenge to any student listening to this. If you reference the ad undergrad podcast, you get an automatic job at twist. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Charlene, you've provided such great advice today. Any last advice you would have given yourself as an undergrad? Don't be scared of the no. The no is painful, but you learn a lot from being told no. And that was something that took me a while. And don't take things personal especially in the advertising industry, it's hard. You have to have some thick skin. I've had clients that have made me cry before or a tough day. You have to brush it off and move on to the next thing. And also just put yourself in their shoes. What if they're having a bad day? You know, in the midst of COVID, people are being laid off left and right. What if their whole team got laid off and you don't know yet? Always think about what's happening on the other side and have empathy for other people too. You know, we're not living in an easy world right now. Every day, it feels like there's something new. So the more you can have empathy and put yourself in a managing director's shoes or a director of marketing shoes, I feel like the further you'll go. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you again for your ears. We want to incorporate your questions on the podcast. Please email us at hello at adundergrad.com. And don't forget to follow us on all platforms at The Ad Undergrad. Tune in next time as we capture more paths of industry practitioners.